Welcome back to Basically Anxious. I'm Lynn, and today I'm here with a solo episode. Shosh is currently feeling a bit under the weather. She does not have COVID, but she does have a little cold. Um, so we wanted to just give her the week off and kind of let her rest, recover. Um, but we also didn't want to leave you guys hanging for another week. So today, you guys get me. I thought it would be fun to do a deep dive into how I got into content creation. I've mentioned it a bit on here. Um, with you guys and like dabbled into just like some of my perspectives on it but today I thought it'd be fun to get into the nitty-gritty just share with you how I got into it share what my goals are um, with content creation in general and then just share some little tips and tricks and favorites um, that I consider essentials in my content creating but I don't want to change things up too much, so before we actually get into the meat of the episode, I am just going to share a few life updates. Obviously, it's not going to be the same without Shosh because it's pretty much just going to be me talking to myself, but I do want to keep you guys in the loop, so let's see what we have going on. Um, I did recently just finish Nine Perfect Strangers by Leanne Moriarty. I believe that's how you say her last name. Um, She is the author who did Big Little Lies, so I want to be completely transparent with you guys i loved the big little lies show i thought it was so good so well done but i did not like the book i couldn't even get through the first chapter so i was hesitant with this book but i saw on hulu that they came out with a show so i really wanted to give this book a chance because i wanted to read it because or before watching the show so i finished the book i absolutely loved it it was amazing um as I said, my expectations were low, so I didn't really know what to expect, but it was good, and I could not put it down, um, and I have since started watching the show, which I have a little bit of mixed feelings on. It definitely got mixed reviews, which I wasn't expecting, especially with like what a star-studded cast they have. It has like Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, and just so many big names. I'm kind of shocked, but I can see where the criticism is coming from, so if you guys have watched it yourselves, please reach out to to me and let me know what your thoughts are on it. I have two more episodes, so I'll report back next week when I am done. Um, as far as wedding planning goes, it's coming along quite nicely. It's insane to me that it is already October and we got engaged in August. Like that's wild. The 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 pace at which time is flying by is insane, and I cannot believe that we are already so close to 2022. Like it feels very unreal. But I'm realizing more and more that I'm so glad we have all this time to plan. Um, we did get ourselves a wedding planner who's going to help us throughout the process just to kind of alleviate some of the stress and make sure you know things can be more smooth and really just make the process easier for ourselves but I'm honestly super excited about it and things are coming along so well um so make sure you guys are following me on all my social platforms which is what today's episode is about um so that you can stay in the loop and I just love sharing everything with all of you So those are my most recent life updates, nothing too shocking per usual, Um, but I am now just going to get right into how I got into content creation and give you guys a little bit of a background on what inspired me and how I started. So um, this was probably like senior year in high school, maybe even earlier, um, I discovered Tumblr. 
and tumblr was really just such a different time um, i loved it i had two separate tumblers so i had my personal one and then my justin bieber one so my entire dedicated tumblr blog um, to justin bieber obviously that's not where my content creating started but i started just kind of posting here and there like outfits that i had like worn and just kind of like little things uh, like this was also pre-Instagram too, so just kind of like tidbits of what like I pretty much found interesting in my life, and that was kind of, I would say, my most entry um, or like my entry moment into content and like posting and sharing parts of my life with the world. Um, it wasn't really until like junior or senior year of college when I actually started to take things a little bit more seriously. And I say a little bit because it's really an exaggeration, but I decided to transform my Tumblr quote unquote blog and I purchased my own web domain. I got my own website um, up and running and I called it Stylin. And this was still the time when blogs were huge. Everyone had a blog. Um, so I, obviously I was like, this is my opportunity. I need to create one myself. So I came up with the name Stylin. And I hope you guys all get that pun because at the time I thought it was just like the most genius thing ever. And it's so funny because there are still some of you and like some, you know, people in my life who still refer to me as Stylin um, just because that's how they knew me when I first started out. And I love it, honestly. I think it's so cute. And to this day, I will never let that like slip away from me because I think it is so special. But once I had this blog, I would still kind of go through phases where I would just post as I felt like, and it really served as more of just kind of like a lifestyle diary. Um, I would obviously share like fashion content on there too, but I wasn't seriously trying to like influence or engage with anyone. It was really more of like a personal account and reflection for myself. Um, as I said, the blogs were huge, but there did come a time when Instagram became way more popular. So I started posting more on there. Again, it still wasn't a priority, but I was a total Visco girl. If you know, you know, I was obsessed with the H2 filter, used it for literally everything, loved that overexposed look. And that's when I really kind of started to shift more from the blog into Instagram, mostly because of like the convenience aspect of it. And it was really nice though to still have the blog to supplement the Instagram and kind of just refer people from Instagram back to the blog. So still relevant, but Instagram really became my focus. From there, um, again, I still wasn't posting consistently. It was more just like a, a side hustle for myself. Um, and that was kind of when I started gaining more traction. But when the real change came was when I started my YouTube channel. This was a year after graduating college. So I want to say it was 2019, maybe even end of 2018. But this is when I had this epiphany moment and I decided, you know what, Lynn? you should just full send. What have you got to lose? So I started my YouTube channel. I remember my first video was like um, me doing a makeup tutorial. God knows why, because I'm not even really like, I wouldn't say that makeup is like a primary 
pillar in my content at all but at the moment I guess that's what I was really feeling inspired by so I just said all right here we go and I filmed a um, everyday get ready with me makeup routine um, when I started my YouTube channel um, I was living my living on my own for the first time I had my super cute studio apartment which was really awesome for content because it had these huge windows and it was just a very cute like curated space that I had done all by myself and I felt so inspired. Um, I was also working at Nordstrom so I was surrounded by clothes and it wasn't until I started working at Nordstrom, specifically the Bellevue one for all my Washington gals. I was working at the Bellevue Nordstrom which is a huge Nordstrom location and the mall itself is really huge, Bellevue Square. Um, and this is also at the time when I discovered Aritzia. I genuinely don't know how I had lived like this much of my life um, up until this point without Aritzia. Um, and I would literally go there. It's so bad. I would literally go there like every single day pretty much that I was working because it was just so convenient and I would just stop by on my lunch break or stop by, you know, just whenever I had like a second of free time. So... With this newfound discovery and love for Aritzia, um, I started posting a lot of Aritzia hauls and a lot of Aritzia content on my YouTube, which gained a ton of traction and kind of what inspired me to share and post more on Instagram. And this is kind of thing when in my mind, I realized, you know, what could come of my content. And it was my first moment when I realized that there are actually people out there watching what I'm doing, um, who actually like what I'm putting out there and like what I'm saying and they want to hear more from me. And that was super exciting and super motivating. So I still wasn't monetizing anything at this point. And again, it was more of a hobby. I was still, you know, working and I still am working to this day at nine to five. But fast forward a few years, um, I would say I'm still, you know, muddling through my corporate career. Um, I still, like I said, I work a nine to five job and my content creation is still definitely more of a hobby. But around last year, when the um, start of COVID happened and we were spending so much more time at home, I had so much more time on my hands um, and I definitely had more of a work-life balance. So I started investing more time and energy um, into my channel because I was like, what am I gonna do with all this free time? And that's when I started just consistently posting. I consistently was uploading videos. I was consistently posting on Instagram. And up until this point, I'd never had like a paid brand deal in my life. But I did discover in this time period the Sabotage Girls, which is um, Sophie Sukin, Emma Legger, and Nitsan Raider. I probably pronounced one of their names wrong, but they are known as the Sabotage Girls. They are super huge on Instagram, and I discovered Nitsan Raider's Mind Your Business course, which honestly, and I mean this in the least dramatic way possible, changed my life. Um, I took her course. She teaches basically just the ins and outs of the industry. Um, and she just brought to my attention so many things I'd never even heard of, like whitelisting, what a media kit is, how to take photos, how to present yourself, um, really just in the best way possible. And these were things that I felt like I'd kind of been doing, but I hadn't taken the time to like sit down and really like refine what was important to me. So after taking this course, I was like, you know what? Like 
we're not going back to work anytime soon. Um, I feel, you know, more inspired than ever. So why not do it? Why not fully commit? Why not put myself out there and present myself to brands? Um, and I did. And here we are today. Um, I don't want to like, I'm debating whether or not I want to share like my numbers and stuff. Obviously, like you guys can see them and everything, but I feel like especially in this industry, it's super easy to just get caught up in the numbers. And I think you have to really just like not take it too seriously. Otherwise, you kind of like dig yourself into a little bit of a hole. I think obviously it's nice to have it as like a marker of success and like set personal goals for you. But at the same time, I don't think it dictates every single thing um, of what like a, a content creator is like deemed successful as. But today, I'm currently sitting at 4,000, around 4,000 followers, which is huge and somewhere that I like literally never even thought I would be. Um, definitely still a micro influencer, as you know the terminology goes. Um, and on YouTube, I'm sitting at about 5,000. So it's been a slow growth a slow progress, but I'm loving it and I'm really proud of myself. And I think that as you go, you just continue to like learn what you like. And yeah, that's where we are now. Um, since, you know, the start of the pandemic, I feel like I've cleaned up my feed. I've started or stopped using oversaturated filters. Um, I've definitely learned a lot more on how to, like I said, pitch myself to pitch myself to brands um, and definitely learning the importance of making sure that you are putting content out on as many platforms as possible. Um, I know there was that Instagram outage the other day and it scared a lot of people and I was sitting there kind of like imagine if this was like my primary source of income I would be terrified because everything that I'd worked for was in this one app. So I think it's really good to just diversify yourself, hence the YouTube, hence the dabbling in TikTok. So just really diversifying your platform so not all of your eggs in one basket. And it's super fun to create different kinds of content in general. So that is a little bit about my background, about my own personal journey. I've definitely come a long way and I feel like I'm finally at a good place. I've developed my personal style. I know how I like to edit my videos. But that's not to say that I'm always like, like I'm always growing and I feel like I can still always be better. And I feel like that's a good way to be. As long as you're doing everything with like a grain of salt and obviously not being too hard on yourself, I feel like it's great to just want to keep growing um, and improving the content that you put out um, for the people that follow you. So that said, I am going to share a few tips, I think, for starting out. I get a lot of questions from people who are always like, how did you like know that this is what you wanted to do? How did you start your YouTube? And I know that this is like the most cliche answer, but I feel like it's never going to be the right time. So you never like there's never going to be a moment in your life when you're like everything is perfectly aligned and you feel like you need to just do it like there's always going to be something kind of like lingering in the back of your mind that's going to be telling you not to do something so my biggest advice is to just 
do it regardless of what the situation regardless of you know whatever you know little voice is speaking to you in your head just start just do it even if you don't fully know what your vision is that's fine your vision will come to light once you've started um, and you can really just go from there and again I think that's where all of that individual growth comes and it takes a little bit of time to figure out what you want to put out there and how you want to do it and put your individual spin on it. Um, one of the most important things I learned from Nitsan's um, Mind Your Business course was to think about what your pillars are. So when you are sitting there and you're thinking about what do I want to put out there, think about your personal brand and this actually is would be like a nice time for me to plug our creating your personal brand podcast up because we talk a lot about this not just in the sense of like content creation but just in your life in general so check that episode out but specifically in terms of this um it's okay not to have that direct vision but i think it's really nice to know like what your roots are so if you want to create fashion content maybe you can think about within the terms of fashion what you want your three pillars to be so if you are really into sustainable fashion um very like timeless fashion and very just like classic fashion that can be your little niche or you might lean more towards like the trendy um the trendy side of things and that's totally fine too i think it's really just like a personal um, preference and you can you know that's not to say you can't have a balance between any of these things i'm talking about these are just examples but really sit down and think about what you want your three pillars to be that way it's going to help you create content that's all really geared towards the same direction and is all really true to you as well and similar to that i think what i said before just about knowing what your niche is is really helpful as well so for me i know that i lean towards fashion um, but i also have been really wanting to share more lifestyle content lately as well so for me it's like my my main niche is the fashion and the styling of outfits but I also want to share other parts of my life too and that's totally fine um but again that kind of helps steer me when it comes to collaborations as well if a beauty brand reaches out to me, I might want to think about that a little bit more just because I feel like the audience that I've curated and the work that I am like good at um, is more specific towards that fashion aspect. So it might just take me a little bit longer to feel like confident in putting that kind of content out. That's not to say I won't do it, but knowing that my main niche is fashion is really helpful when I... Um, am working on my brand and focusing on what I want to do. Something that I have also really been focusing on lately is to focus more on like timeless trends. So as I said, I've been working really hard on finding my own style and this is really hard, especially in the influencer industry when you see so many people posting the same things posting the same like variations of different outfits, um, the same items over and over if they are trendy, no matter what they are, it's really hard when you're consistently seeing something. Um, and it's really hard to go down the tunnel of, oh, I need that. And at that point, you don't even realize it's because you've just seen it so many times. It's not because it's something that you actually even like or reflects your personal style. So that's been something that I've been working on 
a lot. So just kind of slowing down, um, thinking more about my consumption. And when I do decide to buy things, I want them to be things that I've like really thought through. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to buy any trendy pieces. It just means that I want to be a little bit more mindful. And yeah, that's all. Obviously, I think Aritzia is a huge niche for me, as I said before, and I think that that really does play into my personal style because Aritzia, I would argue, is one of the best places for basics. So focusing on that more timeless trends, those more timeless trends and that kind of clothing and style, I think is really helpful to me. Um, Similarly, this is something that... I think I want to be like a big takeaway for everyone because this is something that I've thought a lot about for myself and it kind of goes back to what I was saying about you know just trends and you see the same thing so often and I see a lot of people getting upset about um, the lack of originality within the influencer content creating world and I think my reminder to everyone listening to this is just that it's hard when we're all being influenced by the same things out there or by the same niches Um, I think what's most important to remember is you can you you know consume whatever you want to consume you can engage in as many trends as you want I think that what, what I think what will set you apart is when you have your own twist on things because and again i think that goes back to the personal branding and i think we all just need to remind ourselves that the concept of originality is very 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 broad and like for someone to be upset about someone buying like the same shirt as you or like the same whatever is just so silly to me because We're all influenced by everything out there. We're all influenced by the same things. I think as long as we're putting our own spin on things, styling in our own personal ways, there's nothing wrong with it in my book. So that was a little bit of a rant, but it is something I've been thinking a lot about. And I think we all just need to relax a little bit on that front. Um, Another thing I want to talk about is how I feel like, and I, you know, feel free to disagree. We can agree to disagree, but I feel like each platform has a very different purpose. And, you know, again, this is why I think it's so important to diversify your content. I would say that Instagram is definitely more polished. It's more like curated. YouTube, I think, is more factional or factual and informational. So for me, when I go to YouTube, I'm usually looking for like styling videos or, you know, like I'm looking for some like more instruction, I guess, if that makes sense. And then when I go on TikTok, it's very fun and laid back. There's no pressure. Nothing needs to be edited. It's just a lot more free. So I feel like it's, again, nice to have all three and just be able to engage in different ways and kind of experiment with your content that way. I'm going to round this episode out with just a few of my content creation must-haves, and I'll break it down by specific platforms. So for Instagram specifically, um, I get asked this a lot about how I edit my photos, and I am spilling the tea today, but I exclusively use the Lightroom app, and I use 
um, a mix of Nitsan Raiders presets. So she has two different like volumes, I believe, and I love them because they're so natural, but they still kind of brighten up your photos and give them something a little bit like extra special. But what I love about them so much is that they are not oversaturated. Sometimes you can hardly even tell that there's a filter on there, which I love. Um, the more natural, the better. Um, I feel like that's just work. what works with my personal aesthetic again everyone is free to be creative how they want to be but for me when i was really you know refining and rethinking what i wanted my branding to be i realized i didn't want my photos to look orange i didn't want them to be super grainy and her presets are really just so great because again they're so natural they're great um i also really love the I'm not going to say because I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce it, like how it's how it looks or if it's just the letters, but it's the UNUM app. And this is what I use to plan my feed. Um, and when I say plan my feed, it's a way for me to just kind of visualize all the content that I have coming. I can see what looks good for an overall feed. I do want to say lately, though, I've been leaning towards kind of just like posting more organically and not thinking it out too far ahead in advance just because I want to keep it real. I don't want to be stressed out if I think my feed looks quote-unquote bad. Like that shouldn't be the priority. I think there's a lot more value in individual images and individual carousels that are really like meaningful rather than like your feed looking like super aesthetic and i think that once you found your own branding and are like posting true content that is like true to you the aesthetic will come on its own it won't be forced um so just a little bit of food for thought but it is still nice to have the unum app because it just like allows you to visualize everything lay it all out there and if you do have like collaborations you want to make sure they're incorporated well um, it's a good tool to do that um, and then another just must have i guess or a favorite is to make sure you find someone who is really good at taking your photos because i feel like that really elevates your content in general so for me I have Luke take all of my photos. He does an amazing job. He knows what I like. He knows my angles. And it's really helped just kind of develop um, the content that I do put out because it's consistent and it makes me feel good. For my YouTube must-haves, you guys know I can't live without my Canon G7X Mark um, IIi vlogging camera. I know that this is specifically like a vlog camera, but I also use it to film all of my other videos. So it's great. I love it. It's super small. You can take it everywhere. And the quality is really good too. I think eventually I do want to upgrade just because I have had it for quite some time now. Um, and I do want to like update and elevate the quality of my videos a bit. So that's coming down the line. But for now, that camera has been my tried and true since I started my channel. And it has been so good to me i love it so much and i think it's a must and a really great camera for starting out um i use final cut pro for editing my videos which is recent mm, not so recent now but i think i probably got it about a year ago i want to say and it has changed my like video editing style so much and i think it really has elevated it 
I think if you're starting out, you definitely don't need it, and you can for sure get away with using iMovie for a very, very long time, which is what I did. Um, but I did, I did have this moment where I was like, you know what? Again, baby steps, baby growth. I was like, I want to make it a little bit better than it already is. And Final Cut Pro has really helped me do that. So I highly recommend it. It is an investment, but once you're comfortable and confident with what you're putting out there, it's perfect. Um, the last favorite, I guess you could use this for all of the methods or avenues of content creating, but I really do love my ring light. Um, I bought this again, maybe like six months ago, and it's really nice. Um, I do obviously prefer natural lighting at all times, but sometimes you just can't get that, and having a ring light is really nice to just, you know, if you do want to film like later in the day, or you do want to like shoot like a a selfie or something it's nice to have so just kind of a little bonus um and then my last favorite again for all plant all platforms is canva um i have just like the free version of canva and i use it for literally everything i use it to make my youtube thumbnails we use it to make our podcast graphics and most importantly i use it to update and just in general i used it to create my media kit which is huge they have a bunch of templates on there you can personalize them as much or as little as you want but canva has really changed the game you guys it's so great you can do so many fun things on there it's free um and it's really really awesome so i definitely recommend checking that out um I'm trying to think if there's anything else I forgot as far as what I need to create. But I think my biggest takeaway from all of this, honestly, is if you are newer to content creation, if you want to start out, absolutely invest in Nissan's Mind Your Business course because it is going to open your eyes to so many things you never even knew existed. As far as goals go, I definitely just want to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm for sure not in a place where I want this to be my career full time. I find what happens with me even now is like I will accept way too many collaborations and then I will feel so burnt out and so uninspired and I want my contenting my content creation to be something that I enjoy and really is that hobby for myself. So I love having it as just kind of like a supplement to my life. And again, that kind of ties into one of my other goals of just being able to say no obviously any collaboration is great exposure which I am so thankful for and I love and if I have the bandwidth to do it I will absolutely 100% do it but I think my point is more just that I don't want to feel like I'm spreading myself thin and just like doing things to do things um that said all of the content and like partnerships I do take on, those are brands that I feel like really align with my vision and what I value in my content creating. So I definitely obviously want to continue on with that and stay true to my roots, but really just being again, more of an advocate for myself and not burning myself out and prioritizing my enjoyment from the creation rather than like the numbers aspect of it. Obviously the numbers are validating, but I feel like that numerical growth will come with time as I just continue to enjoy what I'm doing. I'm very much a firm believer in that. So those are really my goals. Um, 
I love what I do. Obviously, it's not my full-time job. I am just like for the first time, you know, learning how to negotiate and, you know, advocate for myself as far as payment and compensation goes. But I love content creating. It's so fun. It really gives me like another outlet in my life just to be creative and feel like I have something that I created for myself. And I just love like the networking aspect of it too. I love meeting people. I've met so many people from Instagram at this point and I love it. It makes me so happy and I just love it all. So I'm going to stop rambling. I've been talking for 30 minutes straight and uh, yeah, but I just wanted to take a time, take the time to share with all of you um, my journey. If you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I always respond there. Um, so make sure you guys follow me. Um, my account is at Lynn Weens, which is my name. It'll be linked in the show notes. Um, but check me out there and don't hesitate to send me a message if you have any questions or if you feel like I missed anything or if you just have any thoughts or concerns or concerns that you want to share with me. Um, But that actually concludes today's episode. I hope you guys all really enjoyed it. Shosh will be back next week. Make sure you guys follow us on the Basically Anxious Pod Instagram so you know when we post, you can stay up to date. But until next week, I will talk to you guys all later. Bye.